Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 12, 2016. My name is Phil prosper I'm the expert and editor over at Orlando magicdaily.com. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Wish I could say the same for the Orlando Magic. Of course, two losses over the weekend as they fell to the Charlotte Hornets on Friday and then the Denver Nuggets at home on Saturday. We'll have a complete recap of those games, get you caught up on what happened with the Magic this weekend. And today is, is a very special, I guess, D-League episode because I'll be discussing uh, the, the uh, I guess it's not a rumor, but but the the uh, report uh, from Charlotte that uh, the Magic did consider sending Mario Zonia down to the D-League at one point this season, or at least for the road trip this season. And then, of course, Steven Zimmerman coming back from the Orlando Magic uh, for uh, to, to play, actually. They needed him a little bit this weekend, so we'll, t- uh, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Uh, of course, it being Monday, uh, this is your fresh reminder that you can download the Lockdown Magic podcast if you have not already by subscribing to the podcast on Audioboom, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all the fun places that you can download podcasts straight to your podcast-enabled listening device. If you're on iTunes, of course, we do appreciate if you would leave us a comment uh, ranking, let everyone know how much you love the podcast. It does help us climb the rankings and gets the word out. If you if you know friends that that don't know about the Lockdown Magic podcast, tell them about us. We'd love to have them listen to the show and and get caught up on hopefully their favorite team, the Orlando Magic. And if the Orlando Magic are not their team, you can always check out the other great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Every NBA team is covered, as well as most NFL teams. And uh, if you're an NFL fan, I'm sure you'll want to catch up on Lockdown Buccaneers with Greg Alman as the Buccaneers. With a humongous victory, fifth fifth win in a row, they're in pole position for the playoffs. Big Sunday night game against the Dallas Cowboys this Sunday in Arlington, Texas. Good luck to the Bucks as they prepare this week. I know I'll be listening to Locked On Bucks this weekend as uh, they get set for that game. Of course, the Orlando Magic were in action twice this weekend because we're the NBA. We we play every day. It seems like. Uh, completing a stretch of four and five, four games and five nights, and a stretch of eight games in twelve days. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the fatigue on the show, especially after the loss of this Boston Celtics on Wednesday. Did not anticipate that storyline going away, and and it really didn't. And even Frank Vogel at one point uh, had to, you know pretty much said that uh, you know fatigue certainly could have played a factor in, in the way the Magic played defense in both games. Uh, and uh, certainly the team had, you know, let go of the rope some, uh, you know, in actuality, and, and I'll have a story on this on OrlandoMagicDaily.com uh, later on on Monday. Uh, the Magic have not had a formal practice for two weeks now. They've had shoot-arounds, obviously, and that, that helps, but uh, the Magic have been, again, eight games in 12 days. They have not practiced since the Monday, since the day before their game against the San Antonio Spurs to start the road trip. They were scheduled to practice in Washington. Frank Vogel canceled. Uh, Frank Vogel decided to, to cancel that practice. They had a field trip 
to the Smithsonian Institute of African American uh, History and Culture. Um, certainly worth the trip, and and it certainly helped as they as they won that game against the Wizards to close the road trip. But uh, clearly, some some mental and physical fatigue set in, uh, as well as some uh, I guess playing fatigue or, or kind of a lack of retention of some of the things that the Magic uh, are trying to do. Let's dive straight into Char- into the Charlotte game, and then I'll and then I'll tie that thought together at the end. The Orlando Magic lose to the Charlotte Hornets. 109-88, gave up a huge third quarter, 39-24 in the third quarter, 32-25 in the second. Really let that game get away from them. They they lost by about, they were down by about 20 points for much of the game. And really, it was just a, a matter of the Hornets were on the entire night. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist got going early. Kemba Walker then got going. Then they, they were attacking the glass really well. Cody Zeller got going. Uh, and the Magic just didn't have the weaponry to keep up. And certainly... They, they didn't have the defense. Uh, there were moments, there's, there's always moments in these games, but Orlando got down like 7-2 early on, uh, 7-3 or something like that, and, and it just didn't feel right. Now, the Magic did come back. They, they mustered some strength. They mustered some defense, and they did get back into that game, took the lead after, after one quarter, but it, it really did feel like a matter of time because the defense was giving up a lot. They weren't protecting the glass very well, and, and the Magic were just struggling to do the very basic and very simple things that made this defense so good in the past month of the season. Uh, Orlando, like, little, I mean, the best way I can describe it is, is they let go of the rope, um, and defensively they got they got hit pretty hard. At the end of that game, there was also some injuries to report. Bismack Biombo uh, hurt his shoulder. Nikola Vucevic hurt his back, diving for a loose ball. He got kind of undercut, got clipped, as, as I like to say it, by, by Roy Hibbert. And, and Jeff Green rolled his ankle uh, trying to go for a loose ball. And some of that's just freak accident. Some of that, frankly, I think is a little bit mental and physical fatigue. Uh, and some of it is just, you know, the magic were, you know, it, it wasn't for a lack of effort, I don't think. And I don't think any of these losses, even Saturday's loss, was for a lack of effort. It's it's just a lack of precision, and and certainly, um, again, not to put too much on fatigue. When you're tired, you lose focus on the finer details of things. And um, like Frank Vogel, and Frank Vogel said this after the loss of the Hornets. Uh, the, you know the, the this team has such a small margin for error. They don't have a lot of wiggle room. They've got to play well, specifically on defense. But they've got to play well in order to win games against a team like Charlotte, who's the the third best team in the Eastern Conference right now. I mean, they're one of the better teams in the in the entire conference, and certainly a, a, I felt like before the season, people call me crazy, but I felt like they were a surefire playoff team, and and I certainly don't you know want to move off of that at all after after seeing what they did to the Magic and playing a really flawless game, a really solid game uh, against Orlando. Um, the, the plain fact of the matter is that the Hornets outclass the Magic in every way. They beat them up pretty bad uh, in every way. Beat them on the boards. Beat them up. You know, beat them in, in the scoreboard. Obviously, beat them in points. Ripped them apart defensively. Uh, it was just a, a a really solid effort. Really good game for the Charlotte Hornets. Give all the credit to them. Uh, this was not the kind of team the Magic need to be playing. So they move on then to Saturday's game against the Denver Nuggets, completing the four games in five nights. Uh, and this was an eminently winnable game for the Magic. Denver, not the strongest opponent. They're at nine and fifteen, half game behind. Or they they were at nine. They were at eight and fifteen. They're now nine and fifteen because they won the game. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, but uh, this was an eminently winnable game for the Magic. 
and Orlando just could not quite get over the hump. They trailed for much of the game, much of the first half, down by about 11 points, uh, and then they made their big run in the third quarter. And in the fourth quarter, the Magic just kind of ran out of energy. Defense again was a huge problem. Denver was getting into the paint, getting to the offensive glass, out muscling the Magic in the post, just really beating beating up Orlando. And it didn't help not having Nikola Vucevic in there. But but this was still a wave. This was still a game Orlando could and should have won. On top of all this. Orlando uh, just didn't make the plays down the stretch. Uh, in the fourth quarter of this game, they only score 18 points. They shoot, I've got my statue here, they shoot 7 for 21 while Denver shoots 10 for 16. That's how you get outscored by 11 in the fourth quarter. The Magic just couldn't get shots to fall, and Denver did. Danilo Gallinari hits a big three uh, to make it to give Denver the lead for good with about four minutes left. This was after Jameer Nelson hit a crazy turnaround shot. Um, over over the defense as the shot clock expired to, to bring the Nuggets within two. Uh, and then uh, Daryl Arthur hit a big shot from the corner to cap off a 10-0 run and give the Nuggets a six-point lead the Magic could not recover from. Orlando's offense worked in this game. They did get the ball moving really well, and, and particularly in the third quarter. Really, this, this game was all about that third quarter. Orlando uh, outscores Denver 37-27. Their defense really got working. Uh, There's a play where Serge Ibaka... Blocked a shot, blocked a dunk essentially. Magic came back down the floor. He's trailing. They feed it to him for a three. Crowd is as loud as it's been all year for the Magic. Uh, good energy in the building, and that was the kind of play that you need when you're on the fourth game in five nights, and you need to to build some momentum and build some energy. And Orlando had the lead. It looked like they were they were going to be able to pull this one out if they could just find that that grit and determination. And, and again. They just couldn't hit the shots at the end of the game. There's just no one there to step up, and certainly the defense let them down more than anything. And I think more than the shots not going in, and everyone wants to focus on you know who's who's taking the last shot. I I feel so many questions about who's taking the last shot. To me, that's not as important as who's going to make the last stop. And Orlando just could not get that last stop. They could not get the stops that they needed. They were kind of scrambling around defensively. Denver made the plays. Denver won the game. Running through the final stats from this game, Jeff Green, 17 points off the bench, 6 for 10 shooting. Evan Fournier, 24 points, 9 for 19 shooting, did a really good job, 6 assists as well. Serge Ibaka, 22 points, 9 for 17 shooting, uh, added 4 blocked shots, had a really, really strong game, but other than than those 3, really, it was kind of a mixed bag from everybody. Aaron Gordon, 11 points, took some Took some good shots, took some bad shots, as, as he tends to do. Uh, but defensively, he really struggled on Danilo Gallinari. Gallinari got him in foul trouble early on his way to 21 points and 6 rebounds. 9 for 10 from the foul line for Gallo uh, for the Nuggets. Uh, Bismack Biombo 12 points, 5 for 9, shooting 6 rebounds. Uh, DJ Augustin, 10 points, 3 for 8, shooting 7 assists. Alfred Payton, 7 points, 3 for 10, shooting 5 assists. Um, and overall... Overall mixed game for for the Magic and a game where they just couldn't get all the pieces together and uh, certainly a a game where the Magic were kind of left huffing and puffing a little bit but still kind of searching searching for some answers to to some key questions. Not really sure. You know, I mean, we're just... You got to practice to to be a great defense team and that's that's probably part of it. Fatigue might be part of it. Not that that's an excuse, but... Um, you know, if you're asking me to pinpoint where this is coming from, we played against some good offensive teams, and um, you know, it's just uh, it's just frustrating. I mean, when you're trying to build something, um, you know, it, it takes daily work, daily habits, and uh, you know, we certainly have slipped in, you know, on the defensive end. 
Of course, uh, you know, no one here is going to use fatigue as an excuse. I wouldn't expect the Magic to do so. I wouldn't expect the coaches to do so. But it is certainly an explanation for why the team has slipped. It's not, obviously, every game counts. Every game should count. uh, And no one's going to go easy on the Magic just because they played a really brutal schedule. Uh, I think it will help, like Vogel suggested at the beginning of that clip, I think it will help to get back in practice, begin to reinforce some of those habits, kind of get back to their to their principles. I mean, they've they've had to go pretty hard for the last two weeks, uh, and you know came out of came out of it four and four. Let's not you know I I I said this online after the game. Let's take a step back a little bit. Yes, it's disappointing that they lost this game. It's a game they probably should have won, but the Magic went four and four on this eight and twelve stretch, and I don't think anyone would have been upset about that at the beginning of the road trip. Certainly winning those four games in the first five would make you think, okay, maybe they should have had five, maybe they should have had six. But, you know, essentially, this is a 500 team. Like Vogel said, this is this is it. This team has a very slim margin for error. And little things going off kilter can cause the team to, to tailspin a little bit and to let go of the rope, as, as I like to kind of say, with, with how they play defense. Now, the Magic got a lot of work to do. They've got to get back get back to playing a different style of basketball than they played the last four games. Denver outmuscled them in the paint for 64, sec- for 64 points in the paint. They had 17 second-chance points on nine offensive rebounds. That's not going to get the job done. That's reminiscent of how the Magic played earlier in the season when, it, when the sky looked like it was falling, and, and it did look like the sky was falling early in the game. I'll again say patience, you know, Momentum is the next day's pitcher. The Magic have bounced back from plenty before, but obviously, how long can you say that? How long can you say that? Um, you know, just I guess you have to say it as long as you have distance, uh, as long as you can keep it keep in distance with with the playoff race, which the Magic still largely have. It's still a little early to be looking at that, um, and they have a very home heavy schedule in the last month of December. They got the schedule doesn't quite lighten up yet. They play back-to-back at Atlanta on Tuesday. They'll practice Monday and then head to Atlanta. They got back-to-back at Atlanta on Tuesday and then a home game against the LA Clippers on Wednesday. So still a lot of work to do, still still some things to clean up, and still an identity to to reforge uh, for the Magic. But uh, a tough weekend, a tough end to this difficult stretch of the schedule, and, and of course uh, Magic hoping to get healthy as well as some injuries uh, played a role in Saturday's defeat with Nikola Vucevic out for the game, and certainly the Magic could have used him. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code BOOM to get $30 off your first month. That's BOOM. Talkspace.com slash BOOM. B-O-O-M. And of course, you know, one of the things that, maybe one of the reasons the Magic could have used uh, Nikola Vucevic is because of the guy they had to kind of play and had to throw in there uh, on Saturday just to field the roster. Steven Zimmerman has spent... Most of the last two weeks, the entire last two weeks, in Erie playing for the Erie Bayhawks, as as Vogel said at the beginning of the season, the Magic's second round pick was very likely to spend most of his season 
or spend at least a part of his season, not most, but spend a part of his season with the D-League team uh, as a way to develop and grow him. Uh, Orlando, throughout its history, has tended to use the D-League for this purpose when the team doesn't have a lot of practice time and a young player isn't going to get a lot of playing time. They send him to Erie and kind of leave him there for like for a couple weeks. I mean, that's that's the only the reason they have to do that is because of geography mostly. Um, next year when the team is in Lakeland or Kissimmee, I imagine the Magic might use the D-League a little bit differently, but for now, this is how they want to use it, and and, and they want to get him in games, and they want to get him some playing playing time when he's not going to get the work in on, in practice. Uh, event, uh, mostly, the Magic want players to practice with them so they can keep an eye on them better, so they can uh, uh, develop them, uh, uh, you know, kind of under their watchful eye and within their system, and 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 the and the idea is also that they'll improve more playing against NBA players. But Zimmerman did get his chance in the D-League and then got called up to play uh, for the Magic in Saturday's game. He logged about six minutes in the first first half, scored two points, one for two shooting, made a nice little jumper, and then on his next one, completely airballed and missed a jumper, and it was pretty bad. Uh, As somewhat expected, Zimmerman got out-muscled, especially by a big guy like Nikola Jokic, uh, really struggled to hold his own defensively, uh, and, and that's why Zimmerman is such a project. The good news is with Stephen Zimmerman, though, is he did play exceptionally well uh, for the Erie Bayhawks. In four games with Erie, he averaged 21.8 points per game and 15.5 rebounds per game, including a franchise record 24 rebounds and an overtime win over the Long Island Nets in Brooklyn on Wednesday. I know, that's confusing. Long Island Nets in Brooklyn. Don't ask, don't ask, don't ask me about New York geography. Uh, but... Zimmerman still has a ways to go. I mean, the stats are gaudy, and they certainly look good, and it seemed like he played well, and he showed off that that in-between game that he has. He has uh, if you've watched Steven Zimmerman play, he's got a nice little mid-range jumper, and he's really good at popping kind of in, in, in-between ranges, like right in the hole of the defense, and making the right play. He's a really smart player, uh, and he's got some athleticism and can protect the rim, but it's adding strength, it's learning defense, and that's something he said he's he's had to learn how to do. Uh, it, the game is just so much faster at this level, and he doesn't, he has athleticism, but he doesn't have, like, top-end athleticism. So, you know, he makes a mistake, he gets beat. Uh, and he's got to add, add some muscle. He's just a little, he's just too thin right now to make a huge difference for the Magic at the moment. Zimmerman, uh, you know, is eager. I mean, I think he certainly embraced the opportunity in Erie, got a big opportunity, and, and performed well. Um, as Frank Vogel said he kicked some butt down there, and he and he really did. Uh, how much playing time he's going to get with Orlando is still up in the air, and some of it is going to have to do with the injury to Nikola Vucevic. Vogel said before Saturday's game that they brought Zimmerman up be, early. They they plan to keep him in Erie a little bit longer, but they uh, and again it's probably because of the lack of practice time because the Magic will have the practice on Monday. I, I don't imagine they'll go super hard, but they'll reinforce some things, get on the court, and work on some things. Um, but uh, you know they'll they'll get a little more practice time toward the end of the month. Uh, but they had to call him up earlier than they wanted to. He was literally on a flight. Pro- I, I imagine Friday night uh, or fr- Saturday morning he was on a flight back to Orlando to play in a game Saturday night. Um, because of the injury to Nikola Vucevic, and, and we don't know how long Vucevic is going to be out. I, I don't anticipate it's going to be super long. Uh, you probably noticed he was wearing uh, glasses, uh, sportswear, um, uh, after getting poked in the eye against the Boston Celtics on that Jalen Brown dunk. Uh, but Zimmerman, 
uh, was called up because Vucevic was unable to go with the back injury. We'll see what his status is. Uh, but as always, you know, when you're on the roster, you got to be ready to play. And they gave Zimmerman an opportunity on Saturday. He looked okay, didn't look great. Uh, probably was a situation where you want to go to Arunze Onowaku just because he's just bigger, can can muscle a uh, guy like Jokic around a little bit more. Uh, you know, possibly Tuesday's a better matchup for Zimmerman, but Zim... Zim's got a long way to go. I'm no doubt about it. He's he's got a lot of work to do. There's there's some promise there. He can clearly produce at at, at a pro level, uh, but we'll we'll see what he can do as he continues to develop. He's he's not quite ready for the rotation, and the Magic shouldn't be counting on him quite yet either. But they may be forced to uh, in the near term. Uh, hopefully, he's ready to step up. But when it comes to the D League, what everyone is talking about is probably the player most people are talking about anyway, and that is Mario Hezonia. Uh, on Friday, while the Magic were in Charlotte, Brian Schmitz of the Orlando Sentinel asked Frank Vogel, did the team discuss sending Mario Hezonia to the D-League? Let me say, let me put his quote in, quote in full here. Quote, we've thought about it. We'll continue to keep an eye on where his role is with this team. It's not good for anybody to stay out of the rotation for a long time when you have the D-League available. It's just something that we've talked about, but right now we want him with us. Uh, it it's, seems like it was something that was discussed, at least. And like I said, this was this stretch of games, this eight and twelve games, eight and twelve days, uh, was a good stretch to send him there because Erie played four games. Orlando wasn't going to get a lot of practice time, so he wasn't going to get a lot of experience and playing time. Uh, Hazonia for the year has not played well, and he's fallen completely out of the rotation. 3.8 points per game and 11.1 minutes per game, shooting 31.6% from the floor and 19.4% from beyond the arc. He did get into the game two, uh, Saturday against the Denver Nuggets, played uh, very briefly uh, in the first half, uh, uh, getting only uh, six and a half minutes of play, made his only shot, two points, one steal on the game. But he still looked a little shaky defensively. He still didn't look comfortable out there. Let's, I don't know if that's the right word, but but he he it's hard to assess too much of him. He's getting such such little time. He got eight and a half minutes against Charlotte in the blowout. Three points, one for three shooting, one for two from beyond the arc, two rebounds, one assist from him. So take what you will out of that. Um, had decent game score, actually, 2.2 game score according to basketball reference, and a 2.7 game score Saturday. Um, for Hazonia, so you know he did some things well, but he's clearly fallen out of the rotation. He hasn't played um, in the rotation really for the last month. Uh, it was the last time he had uh, double-digit minutes. Uh, so there's clearly something up with Mario, and and he's not making shots. That's a big re- that's a big part of it. Um, he's really struggling on the defensive end. That's a big part of it. Um, he's and 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 like I've said, when it comes to Mario Hazonia, if you can't hit shots, you better be able to defend. And if you can't defend, you better be able to hit shots. And right now, Hazonia is doing neither. And as a lot of people say, well, how do you know he isn't if he's not getting playing time? It's because, ostensibly, there's practice time to prove that too. Don't I mean, the thing you cannot forget is there's always practice time. But this idea of sending him to the D-League is certainly an intriguing one. It's an, it's an It would be a chance to get him some alpha minutes, certainly, get his confidence back up against supposedly weaker competition, uh, and just kind of see what he can do. You know, kind of build him back up a little bit and then bring him back into the fold. 
uh, and give him an opportunity. You know, he plays there till he's ready to come back up almost. There's always two sides to that coin. There's the side of, you know, yes, it's an opportunity for him to build some confidence and uh, and get better and 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 uh, play against weaker competition and be a better play and you know just kind of be the man almost. But then there's the other side of well, if he doesn't play well, you've killed his confidence. You know, it's he's clearly he it becomes obvious he's not someone that they can rely on at all in the NBA and and can play in the NBA. And of course, that kills any trade value you have for him. The Magic picked up his option for next year. So he's under contract for this year and next year at the very least. He'll have one more option year that the Magic can pick up and they'll worry about that next offseason. Um, it, it's, Hizoni is a hard guy to crack because he's he's got all the talent in the world. We've seen it. You've seen it even at times this year. And he just hasn't been able to put everything together. And certainly now he's been taken out of the rotation. He he hasn't earned his place on the mat uh, on the Magic right now. He hasn't earned his 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 minutes. And like I've said all the time, he has to earn his minutes. And if the Magic do decide at some point to give to send him to the D League and give him that opportunity, he needs to embrace that opportunity. He needs to take advantage of it and really show what he can do. You know, just like when he does get extended opportunity, even in a blowout. The eight and a half minutes that he played Friday night in Charlotte were as important minutes as any minutes he's played in crunch time in his career. Because essentially, that is his career. Now, the Magic played him out of position. He was playing power forward. He had to defend some bigs, so there wasn't a whole lot to glean from it. But, you know, the Magic spent a, a top five pick on his own, and there's a lot of pressure on him to perform, and certainly, you know, Rob Hennigan's going to feel the heat if, if it fails. But... The Magic have to find a way to get the most out of him, however it, however it is. If they feel that he can gain some confidence and benefit from the D-League, and they should do that. They should absolutely do that. If they feel it's better for him to stay in, stay with them in practice, uh, and essentially better for the team as well to, to kind of hide that he isn't as good as we all thought he could be, then they need to do that. You know, I... I don't know what the answer is because I don't know what how Mario would react to it. That's another big thing. The D-League is, for some players, for like a Steven Zimmerman, who's a second-round pick trying to scratch his way into the league, it's an opportunity for him to play and prove that he's a pro player, that he can do things, that, that he can succeed in this league. For a top-five pick like Mario Azonia, it could be viewed as a demotion and, and further kill but already seems like a, a f- fragile confidence with him. I, I don't know what the answer is with Mario Azonia. I, I think he will get his opportunity again at some point this season. The season is very, very long. But, yes, there's an obsession with him because he's the fifth overall pick, but the bottom line is, this is a results business. This is a results-based business. And you've got to produce to get your playing time. The Magic are invested in his development. Don't don't get me wrong. They want to see him do well. But they also need to win. And if if Sonya's not part of that winning formula right now, they're going to leave him on the bench. You know, they're they he, he's had no more than 3 DNPs in a row, so he's not like Zimmerman who's 
you know, way off on the bench. But, you know, at some point, you got to give Hizonia his chance either in the NBA or in the D League. Or you got to trade him. And, you know, at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Hizonia is involved in whatever deal the Magic come up with before February's deadline. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all because, you know, I hate to say this, it feels like that they're, that, you know, they've kind of moved on from him, which isn't fair to him. He's only 21 years old. He's got a ton of talent. He can play. I think he, I really do believe he can play in the NBA. He may not be a star, but, you know, he, he, he can play in the, in the right system, in the right system, in the right situation. And, you know, frankly, it's becoming increasingly clear Orlando isn't the right situation for him. And a change of scenery, even if it's to Erie, might be best. Just to just to get him just to get him reinvigorated or in the right system and, and with the right focus on him. That's gonna do it for today's episode of the podcast. I want to thank everyone again for listening to uh, the Locked On Magic podcast. We'll have plenty more tomorrow, including a preview of the Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks. We'll also talk a little bit more about the defense and the starting lineup. At least that's what I have planned. Uh, for it. We'll see what happens uh, at practice. Yes, a real magic practice. That's that's nice. That's nice to think. I hope you enjoyed uh, some talk about the D-League and some of the players uh, on the end of the magic bench, so to speak. Uh, we'll have plenty more on the Orlando Magic heading into, heading into Tuesday. Uh, like I said, plenty to talk about uh, as the magic hit the road one more time before they get a nice reprieve at home. A couple home games, a couple days off in between games. It's going to be so nice, so excited. Can't wait. We'll see you all at the Amway Center. For Locked On Magic and Orlando Magic Daily, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. See you all tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.